0: Hi, and thank you for listening to Zest and Wishes. This is where I speak my musings and wonderings about life, about anything from massive art projects to rambling about little yet meaningful moments of my day. New episodes are published weekly, and I hope you enjoy. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you just stood back and thought, what is everyone doing and what am I doing? Because I have those moments all the time. And today I'm going to be specifically talking about moments where everyone is uncomfortable or everyone is pretending or in unnecessary pain when it just doesn't have to be that way. And stuff like this can happen in all sorts of different ways that I've noticed. For example, for me, I used to wear really high-rise jeans. And I still do, even though I'm at home most of the time. So I'm just wearing, you know, like sweatpants and stuff like that. Um, I still have high-rise jeans. And when I say high-rise, I don't mean like they're not low-rise. I mean they're like beyond the belly button, above the belly button, like 11, 12-inch rise jeans. And I love high-rise jeans. I think they're so stylish. And I know there's like the whole 90s hipster trend going around. So, I guess I'm trendy, but basically these pants look very stylish, very cute, and then I'm wearing them, but whenever I wear them, because the material that jeans are made out of just isn't comfortable because it's so tight, and especially if you get good quality jeans, they're actually supposed to not be comfortable at all, you can't really move in them properly, especially if they're high-rise. So whenever I have to sit down or bend my body or, you know, God forbid, do something normal with my body like it's so uncomfortable because the waistband is tight and it's buttoned and there's no elastic and so I'm I have to like keep myself sucked in and standing up the whole day and it's kind of like I'm wearing a corset but it's just like one band wide across my waist and I don't know I just after a while I kind of like only in quarantine I realized how uncomfortable my jeans were and then I thought Back on all the times I've worn jeans which is basically like every single day I went to school and then I realized why? Why did I do that? Why did I sit in a vehicle to go to school and then sit at my tiny desk and then walk around all day and then sit down to eat all day for multiple hours in an uncomfortable article of clothing that literally restricted me from moving my body in the way I want it to or if not, it caused like physical pain. Like when I took off my jeans after school, I would have like red marks on my body and like on my, on the side of my ribs and st- not my ribs. My jeans aren't that high <laughs> on the side of my torso and stuff like that. And then, so it's, and then, you know, I never really thought it was that bad. But then recently, whenever I go out with a mask on and it's quarantine and all this stuff and I wear jeans because I want to look stylish because it's like the only time of the week I can actually go out. Um... They're so uncomfortable, and I and I even even with like a five minute drive in um, my car, I I can't function. I need to like, I need to like sit a certain way. I need to like sit up straight, and again corset, you know. And so this really got me thinking, which was why was I why did I suffer like that for years wearing jeans like pretty much every single day to school? Because I always knew that jeans weren't the most comfortable things ever, but they look so cute, so I just suffered. And honestly, now when we, go, we have to go back in person to school and we have to you know, wear clothing outside every single day and we want to put in the effort to look stylish, I have no idea if I'm even going to wear jeans every day because after having a few solid months of just never wearing jeans, I don't think I, I, don't think I can go back. So that's going to be interesting because jeans have always been a staple of my wardrobe. Anyways, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, you probably have something like genes in your life. Not like literally genes, but you know, the concept of something being uncomfortable in your life. You didn't really realize it was uncomfortable until you actually parted from it. And then you thought, how on earth did I live with that for years? And I think every time we have those, those like realizations, it's so, it's kind of it's really, I'm trying to think of the right word to encapsulate this. You feel like you kind of cheated yourself out. Like you feel like you've been scammed your whole life. Um, That's a little dramatic, but I think that's the right word to use. So I was, yeah. And then I noticed that this isn't just me who's doing this. It's so many people. Like, I mean, there are just so many, I mean, one example is how like when women decide to go braless and they go braless for like a week they're like, I can never go back. And like another situation is um when people get off social media for like one month and then they realize that all the crap that social media was doing to their lives so they just quit it forever. And that's kind of me for a little bit. <laughs> um and there's so many instances like that where you just don't realize how bad something is until you get out of it and then you never want to go back. And then that's happened to me with jeans. And I'm pretty sure for you that's happening with something. And yeah I, f- I just find that very I find it kind of funny and ironic that we just kind of suck things up and deal with it until we really realize how bad it is. um so that's just kind of like this general idea of why are we all living in discomfort when we can actively solve the issue? and it can, and I'm just talking about little things right now, like for I'm gonna keep going back to my genes analogy, but For example, like, back when the first time I put on jeans and I realized it was uncomfortable, I should have stopped wearing those pair of jeans. I should have, you know, stopped buying jeans or found, you know, another pair of pants that are more comfortable to wear around that are still stylish. But instead, I sucked it up and dealt with wearing uncomfortable pants for, like, five years because I thought it looked nice. And so things like that, like, I wish I just, you know, day one stopped wearing jeans because they were uncomfortable and got something else that was more fitting and something that i could actually breathe in all day. And so i i this year or well 2020 is almost ending, but like starting now, starting from like 1 month ago, i've really been conscious about what i'm doing and seeing if it's actually something that is helping me in any way and or if it's at least neutral at at like a baseline and so i've noticed that like um i have a ton of unnecessary apps on my phone that i never use and that when i use them i just end up feeling bad about myself like i used to have um this this food diet tracker app on my phone and then you would like take photos of your food and then it would give you a smiley face or a frowny face telling you how good or bad your food was which doesn't make sense but every time I did that, like I always felt guilty or I always kind of got into this trap of like wanting to eat less or like daring myself to eat more. And then I was always thinking about calories when I was eating instead of eating food. And so just things like that, like these little things that are very subliminal and we don't really recognize them as a problem. We just think that they're there, but then they slowly pile up over the years and then, you know, it, and then in the end it all comes crashing down. So actively, I'm trying to figure out what those things might be in my life, and I'm seeing how I can either modify them or stop doing them entirely. And some of these things, I really want to stop, but it's hard because I kind of have them as habits. So like, for example, one bad habit I have is I like to stay up late, or at least before I like go to bed. And I always go on my phone or my computer, it's usually my phone, and then I'm almost always on Instagram or YouTube or something like that binge watching like graphite speed drawing videos or Vox videos or sometimes just straight up like random things like it recommended to me and I fall down like a rabbit hole of YouTube and fashion oh my god so many fashion videos I should have like another episode just talking about the multitude of YouTube recommendations I get. But anyways, and so that's like one thing. I've been doing that for quite a while, like staying up late, going on my electronics. And I always thought it was just kind of like, "Eh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's not a great thing to do, but it's not like harming me in any way. And I'm just going to keep doing it. But I'm realizing recently that that's actually like really bad because it makes it harder for me to sleep. And then I also, I feel more guilty. And then I also consume a bunch of stuff I don't need to be consuming and I see a bunch of stuff I don't have to see that sounded weird you know what I'm saying and so like just those things I'm realizing that a lot of the things I've been doing and that I'm still doing now are not really helping me and it's kind of weird that they've been in my life for so long and only now I'm realizing that there's something kind of off about it And what really helped me kind of pin down these things in my life and at least try to tackle them somewhat, Um, like so for example now, for for now I have only comfortable and nice clothing in my closet that will last me a long time. I have one pair of jeans, but those jeans fit me extremely well, they're really good quality, and... They're not that uncomfortable like they're the waist the waistband isn't like super tight even though it's um high-waisted and I feel like I can actually breathe when I wear them so yeah just those are, that's like a modification that's what I want to do with more parts of my life that are just unnecessarily uncomfortable and causing unnecessary pain and all that good stuff all that bad stuff technically and what really helped me kind of pinpoint these things was minimalism and I sound like I sound like a hipster trash teenager, which I guess I sort of am. But minimalism is so, it's incredible because I think it really forces you to sort of break down what you consume, break down what you're doing with your life and figure out what, you, what portion of it is just unnecessary and is just causing you pain in the long term. And I watched this, okay, I think I maybe brought this up. Previously on this podcast like once but there is this documentary called minimalism hold on i'm going to google it real quick to check and yeah okay so it's called minimalism a documentary about the important things it's from 2015 and you can watch it on netflix and i highly highly recommend you watch this because not only is it really great storytelling It's not talking about minimalism as an art form. Because I know in the 1960s-ish, minimalism became this new force of architecture and design and art in Europe and America primarily. Um, But it's not talking about minimalism necessarily in that sense. It's talking more about minimalism as a lifestyle and minimalism as a philosophy. So like really asking yourself, what are the things in my life that I actually need? And it's not just like objects, but it's also like, what you're doing with your life and what you're doing with your time. It's just things like that, you know, huge contemplations. And so, I highly recommend you watch that. And on top of that, once I watched this documentary, I really looked around and realized all the unnecessary things I had or that I was doing. So, just, like, I mean, there's, like, really generic stuff. Like, I used to have all my drawers in my room sort of filled with unnecessary, just, like, junk, like, straight-up junk, like, old papers from first grade. Um, That's, it's kind of concerning. Old papers from first grade, things that should either be in the attic or in the trash, uh, like random little notebooks and pens and posters that I collected and accumulated in my room over the past years of my life. And I never used any of them. They just kind of took up space. It was unnecessary in my mind and I, I, I they, they weren't important to me at all. And so I organized them out, threw away the things that were so broken down, uh, donated what I could, and then and then I felt better afterwards because I didn't have anything that was so unnecessary and I wasn't doing anything that was completely, you know, detrimental to my mental health or anything. It's like one example was I went, I used to have, I know I talked about this on this podcast before, but for those of you who don't know, I used to have this private Instagram <laughs> oh my god, it's so embarrassing. But basically, I you know I was like the average hippie, um, like like trendy. I don't know, Brandy Melville wannabe sort of girl on Instagram. Like I had scrunchies, I had high rise jeans and Vans and aesthetic filters and all that stuff. Fuji film to mimic the 90s, all, you know, all, all that, all that lovely stuff. And then I took a lot of like photos and like selfies and like, y- you know, you know, like pretty self-centered me photos. And I would post them and then they would get like hundreds of likes from people from my school and random people that people from my school know, but that I don't know that follow me and I follow them. Just stuff like that. And it, and, and I would dedicate like hours to taking these pictures and I would dedicate so much time and energy and effort not only in taking pictures and posting them but also like the aftermath like loading Instagram and looking at the numbers tick up and then like analyzing my likes versus someone else's likes this is really bad and then I was doing that for hold on for three years I was doing that for three years all throughout middle school primarily and then in my freshman year of high school I realized that it was so bad because I went on like a three-month break from social media entirely to, to like test it out after I watched some minimalism stuff. And then I felt so great in those three months and I realized that like once I got rid of social media, I actually wasn't more bored or anything. I wasn't missing out on anything super big or cool. In fact, not to sound like a parent here, but actually my life was like 10 times better without any social media. And, but to be honest, it wasn't that realistic because I loved watching YouTube and there's a lot of great stuff on the internet. So what I'm doing right now is I don't have a private Instagram at all. I only have an art Instagram and then a podcast Instagram, which is mostly just for like showing artwork and then growing a business with this podcast. And that's, that, that's it. I'm not like, Posting just me centered content because I think once I put like literally a version of me online To be speculated and to be to like gather attention It just didn't feel good to like have my face And then my physical appearance be the capital of attention of my attention Like if I get recognition, I'd rather be over something I drew or something I said rather than The way I looked at the camera during golden hour you know what I mean? I I feel like there was a right way for me to use social media. I didn't realize it until I took a break. Not that there's anything wrong with posing or modeling or anything like that. It just wasn't for me. So, yeah. I say so, yeah, a lot. After I started podcasting, I noticed and I listened back to my episodes. I noticed that there are a lot of phrases that I say when I talk that are very repetitive. And so yeah is one of them. And I think it's because I have a habit of like filling up spaces and pauses when I speak with random words. And I try to avoid the word um, so I fill it up with like words like so yeah or the word like. I use the word like a lot. Anyways, back to the episode. Ultimately, in conclusion... I think it's important that I have to keep stepping back occasionally and realize when I'm doing something that's so unnecessary and uncomfortable because recently it's really bothering me when I recognize moments that people are suffering or people are just unnecessarily awkward or in discomfort when it can be fixed in two seconds. And I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope that hopefully some of you have had the same thought as me and Thank you for listening. That's it for today. I'm going to ramble on a little bit though before the episode ends about my new podcast cover art. So I make all my um, podcast cover arts. In the past I've had like one or two pretty similar ones. I make them all on Procreate and I'm really, I'm really really lucky and fortunate that I have access to an iPad that I can draw with. And yeah, um, I make all my covers by myself and this time I kind of wanted to refresh my entire podcast with kind of a more chic image, if that makes sense. I really like how the, I really wanted a neutral palette and I really wanted something that seemed calming and relaxing, but also very interesting. And this is like the most stereotypical word with quirky. Yeah. But I like how it turned out. I like the delicacy of the flowers and the font and the boldness of the words zest and wishes contrasting from the description down below and I think I'm gonna stick with this one for quite a while and that's the end of this episode so yeah thanks for listening and I hope you come back to listen to the next episode next week farewell oh my god I'm sorry I wish you could see me while I'm recording right now I'm I'm literally wrapped in a blanket and my hair is up in like a poop bun. If you don't know what that is, search up Dodie, Dodie bun, like one bun on the top of my head. Yeah. And I look like a sloth and I look like a potato. Um, yeah. I hope you have a nice week. Bye.